And I'm Hannah Hampton, and you're listening to HR After Hours. Take away the key to the city because my mind's made of meat and call me Mayor McCheese. <laughs> Hannah Hampton, how the heck are you today? I'm doing great. <laughs> I don't even know how to I don't even that. know what that means. I liked right? it. Right? It was weird. All right. So, hey, Hannah, I wanted to do a really quick mini episode here yeah. um, because you're we running long on this week's regular podcast. I, we've actually been receiving some correspondence lately. I'm real excited. Some of the recent international uh, mm, listeners, cool. listeners in the United Kingdom, Brazil, New Zealand, South Africa, Australia. We're just very excited to have That's these awesome. listeners. If they could get any of their friends to listen so we'd have more in the area, that'd be great. But we're just happy to have those on board with us that are on board. Uh, but some of the correspondence was that I was told, uh, Mick, why can you not find something uh, positive to share with us about McDonald's? Why oh. is it that it's always about sexual harassment, yada, yada, yada? And I felt like... Um, well, I stopped myself, Hannah, because I yeah. was going to not the proper, polite response they deserved. Okay. Um, because we're just asking. They don't know. But I'll, I'll tell you, it's very easy. Um, I would share a positive McDonald's uh, story for you in one of the more recent podcasts, if we had one. But we, we've, we have highlighted their AI initiatives, some of the things they've done, yeah. processes, etc. But honestly... They just need to get their sexual harassment policies and procedures in place and buttoned up and tightened up and take care of those that aren't enforcing them. And we'll leave them alone about that one. <laughs> but on a more positive note, the closest thing I could find is I do have to give a mad shout out to Shake Shack. Because Shake Shack did give back their $10 million small business loan from the mm -hmm. federal government. Now, depending on who you talk to about it, some people are like, well, they were kind of pressured into doing it because they did receive some bad press. But I think they were pretty quick to say, hey, this isn't what we thought it was. We didn't realize we were going to stop some really small businesses mm -hmm. from getting help they need. So let us give it back. We have some things we can do to, you know, they have access to capital. They're a successful company and they're growing well. And uh, they just quite simply just gave the money back. They said, listen, mm -hmm. we just we thought this was to help everyone out. We didn't realize we were hurting anyone else's ability. So here you go. Here's $10 million back. Thank you very much. We'll do it ourselves. But I think that says a lot about Shake Shack. We are seeing a lot of large corporations that received the loans and didn't give them back. There are small businesses that are really struggling out there. Yeah. They weren't allowed to apply early like some of the bigger businesses mm -hmm. were. And that's, you know, some of them had access to it before the loans were even in existence. So it's kind of like having that VIP pass where you walk into the stadium before anyone else, grab your own seat. Well, of course, you're going to get the best seat in the venue, right? Sure. But I, I don't think we see enough of that. So my positive story about McDonald's today is thank you, Shake Shack, for <laughs> returning the $10 million PPP loan and, and whether or not it was a mid criticism, you know, if that's, if that influenced you in the slightest, that's okay. You still did it. Mm -hmm. Hannah. Oh man. I don't know. <laughs> 
It's one of those things where I certainly, I, I'd like to know why a large company was applying for a small business loan. Um, so I, I guess I don't have enough information. This I feel like this is always my answer is I don't have enough information, but it's true. I don't know. I feel like it's interesting that a large company would apply for a small business loan, but certainly I appreciate the fact that they recognize that it, it should have gone to different types of businesses uh, that don't have the access that they do to, you know, different capital. So uh, good on them for giving it back. I'd like to do a little bit more digging to understand why they applied for it to begin with. Sure. I'll tell you some of the large companies that did accept them. Uh, Ruth Chris Steakhouse did. Potbelly, mm-hmm. Jay Alexander's. What I'm reading is a lot of these business, larger businesses that did it, you know, PPP was specifically designed to reduce the amount of team members furloughed, laid off, or at least even pay them when they can't work. That's what it really was for. So Shake Shack had a thousand people on furlough. And mm-hmm. so I think they just initially did it thinking it was a loan or a grant for them to just shift those funds to their furloughed employees. Okay. Because Ruth Chris, even though they're a large company, think about it. A lot of people, when it is time to get back out, I don't know how many people are going to go to a steakhouse where they tend to spend $100 a head. Right. Uh, this is all over. So if it's going to protect jobs, I get it. There were some great policies or some relief put out there, and a lot of people still aren't getting it. And so another thing is I know a lot of the states, uh, as far as now 1099 associates or gig employees being able to file for state unemployment, mm-hmm. some of those states still don't have their systems in place because it required an an intense overhaul of their systems to to accept those type of applications. And some of them uh, just launched it like last Friday. Some of these places that the unemployment's just now being considered for 1099 people, and there's still a three to four week uh, turnaround, are the states opening buildings with restrictions in two to three weeks. So before a payout could even be received, but let's not forget that those payouts still help pay for those bills uh, that are piling up. So it doesn't mean that they don't still need the money. That w- that was me spreading a little love for the burger industry. So thank you, Shake Shack, for doing what McDonald's was not able to do and uh, showing us that you can be a, a burger chain and uh, still have integrity in place. Hey, there you go. And there you have it. And let the hate mail begin. Everyone have a great day. <laughs> So anyway, we did mm-hmm. get a, <laughs> a email from one of our listeners. Okay. And uh, this is a great question. And I asked a friend of mine and uh, her answer was a little different than I anticipated. As we've all worked with getting people set up remotely uh, so they can work safely, all had that one person that just can't seem to get set up right or always mm-hmm. has tech issues. Some of it's totally their fault. Uh, some of it makes you scratch your head. Like I know someone that actually had this case where the person didn't even have Wi-Fi at home. And they're like, how is that even possible? Wi-Fi is like running water today. The question is, do you think having that person that really struggles and doesn't seem to make any progress, no matter mm-hmm. how hard you work with them, do you think that is insightful as far as either their talent or the prospects of their growth with the company. Someone that just 
that just seems to turn into your 95-year-old grandmother when you're trying to show them how to use Zoom, let's say. What are your thoughts? Well, I, you know, that's a tough question because I really think it depends. There's a lot of factors that go into play. I mean, it depends on on the position that they're doing. If it's like a technical IT position and they struggle <laughs> with technology, well, then Maybe, you know, I'm like, again, I'd want more information. But if it's somebody and SNL did kind of a funny sketch on um, having people who weren't used to the technology going on Zoom calls. So it's it depends on, on the position. Like if they're in a role where they hadn't had to use technology quite as much or where it was all set up for them in the office, there might be some struggle. And I wouldn't I wouldn't take it into consideration uh, with regards to their performance, you know, again, it's not something that they've had to deal with in the past. So I'd say it's pretty much role specific, you know, but also oh, go ahead. You sounds like you're going to say something. Well, two things, a, that SNL sketch that made me think of someone I work with specifically, but <laughs> I, uh, that, that was actually cited in the email. They said that they had someone that when they saw the SNL sketch that they thought that they yeah. were channeling this coworker of theirs and said it was extremely painful, but go ahead. I, I, my other hand too, or I guess not on the other hand, but additionally, there is the factor that we are doing all of this during a global pandemic. So I also feel that there's the emotional factor that people are going through and people have additional stress and they, people are, you know, it, it, this is all new. Like none of us have really lived through anything like this. So it's a very new feeling. So we might also have people who have some additional stress on on them and maybe had currently or, you know, maybe had been suffering already from a mental illness. And this is just making it 10 times worse. So I want I you know, I'm the type of HR professional who would would want to look at all potential factors before um, making a judgment or, or, you know, yeah, before making a judgment on someone and their performance. So, and I'm not saying like, hey, let's find an excuse, but certainly we have to take all factors into consideration before deciding what to do next. And certainly I would want to make sure that I've done my part to give that the person all the tools that they would need to be successful. Very well said. Yeah, with me, I think what I would really look for mm -hmm. is their attitude to the help. Like if there's someone that's sure. somewhat combative at the office at times or can't put their emotions away when dealing with work struggles, and then you see that same sort of issues, maybe then that's really when you take it into consideration. But I'm with you in the fact that we really are challenged to not lose our empathy in this mm -hmm. situation, which is really what I got out of what you said. You can always form an opinion about what someone's going through, but you never know. Right. And what, what I mean by that, you know, let's say that the person that's having struggles is home alone. And so they don't have anyone to bounce things off of as they attempt them or try them. Or, you know, sometimes it's just having a second person in the other room where you're saying, if your router's in the other room and you're, they're like, hey, let me know when you unplug the router. I'm going to see if it changes the signal strength here. Things like that. I mean, having a second individual with you does make things easier 
typically mm-hmm. at the same time there are people that are ready to get a divorce or want to ship their children off to boarding school when this <laughs> is all over because and you're like oh i so wish i had what they have they have a family at home and two kids and two dogs that's so perfect and if you were inside their house you'd see that they were all ready to snap and and lose it and they might be going like oh that'd be so nice to be home alone and have it's all about perspective but i i think you're absolutely right everyone deals with things differently i don't think we're really wired to fully comprehend all the different ways a scenario like this can be handled. So by all means, I don't think we should be in any position to judge. Now, Mm -hmm. if it just, you know, if they're just belligerent when you're trying to get them multiple types of support, then you just have to have a one-on-one with them and say, listen, we're really trying to work with you, but we need you to help us help you. you I I don't think this is the time to make drastic decisions on people. No, absolutely not. I I think, yeah, this is definitely... I feel like it would be an insensitive time to make a drastic um, judgment or decision on someone. And, you know, take also think about if this one individual is having struggles and other people might be having similar technical struggles. Maybe there's a piece of technology that they need at home that they're missing that they normally had at work but don't have anymore. I know that at my company, um, I've been sending out surveys to understand you know, hey, do I feel like I have what I need to work successfully at home? Especially now that it looks like it's, you know, our remote work's going to be continue, you know, making sure that everyone has all of the tools they need to to get their job done. Now, certainly you don't have to promise that everyone will get whatever they ask for, but, you know, really think about, does it make sense from a business perspective, from a cost perspective to maybe send someone different computer, a better computer, or help them get set up with uh, better internet. Or maybe even it's just like, I need a better office chair. I'm currently working from my kitchen table and the chair's hurting my back, you know? So there's lots of little things that you can do as a company. And I know uh, everyone has different budgets. So you might be listening and say, Hannah, we were really struggling to stay afloat, let alone sending people things. But, you know, there sometimes are lower cost fixes to problems, which would help people be more productive at home. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, oh my goodness, look at the time. Hannah Hampton, it looks like we've done it again. But before we close, why don't you tell our listeners how they can contact us? Yes. So we'd love to hear from you. Give us some feedback or share an article you want to hear us discuss. You can email us at hraftershoursmail at gmail.com. Mick, where can they find us on social media? We are all over the place, kind of like our conversation. <laughs> we are up and running on Facebook, and our address there is at HR After Hours. And, of course, we're on Instagram, all one word, HR After Hours. And then Twitter is at HR underscore hours. So definitely check out our social media presence. We're always looking for new followers. I know that sounds thirsty, but it's very true. (laughs) And then, like Hannah said, shoot us some feedback. We'd love to hear what you like, what you'd like to see us do differently. Definitely any topics or questions you have for us. Because we're tired of just hearing how friggin' hot and sexy we are. Give us something (laughs) with a little meat on it. That's what she said. All right. Hannah, take us out of here. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening and have a great rest of your day.